Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, there's going to be other games where he turns the ball over a couple times, whether it's fumbles, which is a problem that he's had since his rookie year, or interceptions, which has only really sprouted up since last season. Josh Allen is going to go back to that Josh Allen we know, but the Bills are still going to win some of those games um, to their to their credit. But yeah, uh, to your point again, uh, Ryan uh, McDermott. Uh, I mean, silver platter just right there. We we <laughs> we brought him in a dark room and said, if you turn the ball over again, <laughs> that's it. They yeah. literally they sat down with him and said, Josh, stop playing like Brett Favre. <laughs> Welcome into the show. Ryan O'Leary here along with my buddy Nick Woten for another weekly episode of the Bills Wire podcast. We're brought to you by the USA Today Network and we're available wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, wherever you want to find them. Subscribe. Join us all season long if you like what you hear. Nick, how are you, my friend? How you doing? Feeling a little better about your football team these days than maybe last week when we talked? Yeah, uh, almost uh, nowhere you could go but up when it comes to comes to Josh Allen and the Bills offense and uh, pretty much now the only place I can go is nowhere but down. I mean, Allen was the player of the week at AFC uh, just announced about 20 minutes ago. Uh, so yeah, yeah, quite the bounce back for uh, the Bills and Bills Mafia alike this week, I think. Yeah, for sure. It was one of those, uh, what, what do you think about us now, everyone, for the Bills, you know, but it was a much easier opponent. It was a much better game. I think the the big story coming out of this one, Nick, is obviously... Uh, besides the Bills responding in every phase, I think I read your report card article on Bills Wire. Everyone basically got an A. <laughs> you know, it was hard to find an A minus. It was that kind of game. It was uh, after the first uh, after the first drive by the Raiders. It was pretty much a mess for them. <laughs> yeah, it was close early, uh, but not for long. And the Bills, they did what they usually do. You know, when they get up on you, they they blow you out. A lot of times when the Bills win, they win big and. Maybe we were we were talking we were a little worried about you know laying those nine points last week when we talked about that game, but maybe we should have known you know the Bills are probably going to bounce back and when they win they tend to win big. I thought what Sean McDermott said after the game was interesting, Nick, and here's where I think we should start. He said it was an everything in moderation, quote unquote, approach on offense. He said, quote, when Josh Allen does that, when he's willing to take what they give him, take those checkdowns, and then use his legs as well in a decisive way, he makes it really hard. To defense, so basically, the Bills use the blueprint they've used to shred Bill Belichick's defense. Right, Bill Belichick, Nick sends everyone back. It's the get the f back strategy on defense. Make everything stay in front of you. Don't give up big plays. Make the Bills either force it or try to methodically work their way down the field. Josh Allen, to his credit, against Bill Belichick over the last few years, has taken the easy throws and he has shredded Bill Belichick's defense every single time. The Bills seemed to break out that blueprint against the Raiders, and it looked really, really good, right? What do you think of, though, that Sean McDermott's comments after being like this everything in moderation, being, um, what, what was it? It wasn't deliberate. It was just being, obviously, being more careful, uh, more dedicated to not turning the football over. What do you think of those comments? Yeah, interesting. And I think it just showed the emphasis that you know, the team, not just Allen, but the team was putting on him to 
you know, be cleaner, be cleaner in that game. Cause uh, week one, I don't know if the Madden cover got to him. I don't know if the <laughs> lime life off the field got to him this summer. Uh, all but of it. yeah, all of the above didn't look great week one. And I mean, it's clear he was taken, taken very, very much what the other team gave him. And uh, honestly, that was reflected very much. You just, you can, sometimes the, the box score doesn't tell the story, but I think in this week it does for the bills. I mean, Start at the top. Allen, 31 for 37. He set some record for most completions in a row to start a game for himself, maybe 13 or something. Um, And, uh, I mean, I think that's just right there. It's just he came out of the huddle, taking what the defense was giving him. And I think another box score that you can look at, uh, box score stat, is uh, it wasn't Stefan Diggs that led the Bills. Uh, it was Gabe Davis who led the, led the Bills. I think he had, yep. what, 92 yards. Um, he, 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 they were giving him Gabe Davis, and then he took it. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that those comments by McDermott were just very reflective of what the mindset was going into week two. But, of course, this is Josh Allen, and we usually don't see just one game a season with Josh Allen where he turns the ball over, you know, once or once or tw- more than once or twice. Um, he he, I don't want to say he gets on his high horse. I'm not trying to say he gets a big head or anything like that. But he, he definitely gets a little comfy in there, and he'll start throwing the ball around the park a little bit more. <laughs> Um, so I think I'm still expecting to see one of those games or games or two, but, uh, of course, having said that there are occasions where the bills do still win those games, um, because he's doing that, even though he has three turnovers, maybe, I mean, you look no farther than week one, he turned the ball over four freaking times and they still were right there with a chance to win in overtime. Yeah. Got the ball first. Um, even, you know, they even, well, actually, no, they threw Tyler, uh, McKevich, the special teams guy. I, he's been on the team for like four years now, and I still don't know how to say his last name. Uh, and he went out there for the, Go ahead. I, I was I was going to give uh, Alan credit for winning the coin flip in overtime in week one, but he didn't get sent out there. So um, I can't even give him that credit. But uh, yeah, anyways, all that said, uh, yeah, there's going to be other games where he turns the ball over a couple times, whether it's fumbles, which is a problem that he's had since his rookie year, or interceptions, which has only really sprouted up since last season. Josh Allen is going to go back to that Josh Allen we know, but the Bills are still going to win some of those games um, to their to their credit. But yeah, uh, to your point again, uh, Ryan uh, McDermott. Uh, I mean, silver platter just right there. We we <laughs> we brought him in a dark room and said, if you turn the ball over again, <laughs> that's it. They yeah. literally they sat down with him and said, Josh, stop playing like Brett Favre. All right, we're gonna we're gonna open this thing up. It's gonna be a little bit. We're gonna make it a little bit easy on you. And that's what I was begging for. I mean. I think, yeah, it was a big bounce back game for Josh Allen in the Bills offense. Yes, I think it was a big bounce back game for Ken Dorsey. I wasn't impressed with him last week, Nick. I I kept saying it on the podcast last week. Why were we dropped back passing with the lead in the second half when we knew the Jets were one dimensional and they couldn't pass the ball with Zach Wilson and all they had was the run game and they needed field position. That was the only way they would score. And the Bills are dropped back passing, throwing into the teeth of the Jets defense and giving the Jets points, short fields and points. It's like... Why are we doing that? Just take the air out of the ball and win it. Win by six points, seven points. You don't have to blow everybody out, Ken Dorsey. I thought this was much better. I didn't think, you know, I know Sean McDermott said taking those checkdowns. I don't think it was all checkdowns, right? It was just quicker decisions, getting the ball out quicker, quick hits to the tight ends, quick hits to Stefan Diggs, right? You know, just more decisive. He was more decisive on if he's throwing or running, right? He didn't sit there in the yep. pocket and hold the football. I just thought the offense had such a better rhythm to it. 
It just, it was humming. Josh was getting the ball out quick, making quicker decisions, smarter decisions, and all that. I mean, that's just what we wanted in week one. That's why we were ripping them, right? I mean, I thought it was a big bounce back for Ken Dorsey. Yeah, no, that's a good point too, right? Uh, bounce back for Ken Dorsey. He, um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine that an offensive coordinator gets more shellacking than that guy every week. Um, it, it's amazing. Um, it, it's, I guess it's a Buffalo thing too. I don't know. I, I, I guess, you know, I haven't covered other teams week on a week to week basis. Like I do the bills, but I feel like I can go back to when, I don't know. I think like it wasn't Alex Van Pelt in like the early two thousands, their offensive coordinator. Everyone hated him. I mean, I think everyone still hates Nate Hackett. Um, I do. He's still a pretty bad. Yeah, he's still a pretty bad coach. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, no, uh, indicative, and, and it, it, it showed too. You know, we mentioned Gabe Davis at the top, but so many other guys got involved. First hundred yard game for James Cook. You know, just I, I, x amount of guys got catches. I'm pretty sure if you just had your name on the back of a jersey. Um, other than Trent Sherfield, that's right. Like Deontay Hardy had a catch. Khalil Shakir had a catch and a touchdown. Trent Sherfield played the third amount of snaps for any wide receiver on the Bills behind, obviously, Gabe and Steph, and has not had a catch in two games. That's very interesting. Uh, Trent Sherfield, he's kind of like the training camp uh, or preseason star for the Bills. Anyways, um, yeah, spreading the ball around, taking what you give it. It was a nice, a nice, um, a nice mix of things um, against the team. I don't think you really have to get that fancy to beat, right? Um, and I know we're going to look ahead to the Washington Commanders uh, as well for next week, but. I don't think you really got to get too fancy to beat the Raiders. Uh, you don't have to, you know, put some um, lightning in a bottle in the playbook like you need against maybe KC or, or the Bengals or whoever on their day. Uh, you know, just just get the damn job done. And I guess that was the playbook that they pulled out and uh, and the game plan for Josh Allen with just get the get the freaking job done. Okay, and well, to their credit, did they ever get it done? Yeah, get the ball out. I mean, the Raiders, all they got on defense is their pass rush with Max Crosby and those guys, right? I mean, just get the ball out. Getting, you know, negate the pass rush by getting the football out. It's what the Patriots used to do with Tom Brady. I mean, it's not, it's not like being a checkdown king. It's just playing smart football. Get the ball out. It helps everyone. It helps your offensive line, which hasn't been awesome to start the year, to say the least. Right? Uh, yeah. No, it's just, it's just better all around. A plus all around. Uh, the game plan was better. The execution was way better. The offense flowed. Um, it was great. There was Nick an early third and five in the game. Where it was probably one of the first drives where Allen was flushed to the sideline. He started to run. He looked like he really wanted to chuck the ball back across the grain and just try to make something happen. And he kind of pumped it twice. And he just, you could almost see it. I was, you know, the camera angle showed the back of his helmet as he's running out of bounds, but I could almost picture his face being like, ah, you know, he wanted, he wanted to chuck that thing, but he kind of kept himself under control early in the game. I thought that was a good sign. But yeah, the, the big question is, how long can you keep, uh, you keep Josh reined in uh, and playing that kind of football. You still want him to attack. Yeah, I, I don't want to take all of that out. I don't want him, but I, I also don't want him to be Brett Favre just not caring and just, just chucking it all over the place. It sounds like he does care. He does not want to turn the football over like that. But yeah, I thought that was funny. There's that early third and five. I just thought I thought he was going to rip it across his body, back across the grain, try to make something happen. He thought about that dark room in Orchard Park that they <laughs> locked him in for a couple of days and. You know, they'd throw him a meal or something and say, you door. get more food. Yeah, you get more food next week if you don't have any turnovers or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you already know my feelings on is he going to do, is he going to revert and do that again? Hell yes, I think he's going to do that. But I'm not saying the Bulls are going to lose all those games because, right. I don't know, they're just, it's Josh Allen. They just don't, they don't lose all those games. Now, some of this is probably game script, but the defense did its thing. I thought the defense was a bright spot against the Jets. Um, and, 
they only hit, they only left 10 points, Nick. I know the, the Raiders scored those 10 points early in the game too, right? So they shut them down. Definitely shut them down on the run as well. 3.7 yards per rush on a 15 carries for the Raiders. Josh Jacobs. Ooh, boy. Glad I don't have that guy in fantasy because he had negative two yards on nine carries. That's so, cool. I do. You go on. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what are you seeing on that side of the ball that's getting you excited? Um, and what do you think about the way they kind of took that piece of the game away from the from the Raiders and made them one dimensional. It, it definitely uh, worked in the Bills' favors. They were they were very dominant on defense once again. Devontae Adams did get his at times. Uh, I thought he made a couple of, of decent grabs, but I mean, he just had no help anywhere because no one had the ability to give him help. Uh, Jacobs was completely shut down. I mean, that had to be, a, he has to be looking back on this past Sunday saying that was the worst game of my career and probably will be the worst game of my career because not only did he have a Reggie Bush line, Reggie Bush line being he played one season on the Bills, uh, God knows when, 2015 or something, played one season on the Bills, and for the year, he had like negative two rushing yards. He had like 10 snaps and then recorded negative negative two rushing yards, and that's what Josh Jacobs, as you said, did against the Bills. Negative two yards, first time since the uh, AFL-NFL merger that um, uh, reigning rushing champion has been held the following season to negative yardage that happened for the first time ever and um, not only that when Matt Milano put a player on a poster Milano'd as Dawson Knox called it it was (laughs) freaking Josh Jacobs he jumped over him stole the ball from his hands and ran away it was man pretty sweet hell of a day to be Josh uh, Jacobs out there Um, but uh, yeah Bill's defense you know you, you don't often think you know, 38 spot, give credit to the defense. Um, Yeah. I mean, that made, I mean, definitely credit to them. I mean, they made the Raiders one dimensional. They couldn't do anything. Uh, Terrell Bernard is first career interception. Um, Hopefully now we're looking forward, going ahead. Um, Shameless plug to billswire.com. Leonard Floyd is day to day. So him and Greg Rousseau uh, all coming off the edge have been pretty good without Von Miller. Um, now you're not playing the best team in the world. You're not playing. A, excuse me. We're playing the two and O Washington commanders this week for the Buffalo bills. So, you know, that's what Sean McDermott's going to be touting out there. But I think anyone looking at this game on paper, you know, n- n- no one's touting the commanders. Those should still win. But Leonard Floyd, I think is going to be a big name to watch this week at bills wire. We'll have all the injury reports for you. Him and Greg Rousseau, again, coming off the egg. Great secondary, pretty solid, pretty solid. Um, Hopefully not showing signs of aging or anything like that. Because sometimes, like I said, Devonta Adams will, will pop up somewhere. And Garrett Wilson had, you know, touchdown of the season maybe in week one on Trey White. The but, worst pass in know, NFL history. And he caught it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. She's, yeah. That's what threw him off. Maybe it was such a crap pass. But, um, yeah. Um, it was it, it was just there's few and far between you can find the mistakes the Bills defense had. And it really just just put away put away the Raiders and again more credit to them like you said Ryan they let up all their points early they shut them down they just tightened up any screws that were loose they immediately tightened up yep for sure and you know they got kind of gashed by Brees Hall in week one uh, you know that if you're going to nitpick the defense it was those like I mean, they're giving up 80 yard runs to Brees Hall we talked about it last week so um, for them to that is a kind of an amazing stat uh, to hold the reigning NFL rush champion to negative two yards <laughs> like that is uh, it's not like Josh Jacobs was out there injured um, that, 
uh, man, that's probably putting some ammo in the Raiders' corner. Uh, didn't they have like a big standoff with his contract? Josh Jacobs held out Nick like all offseason looking for. <laughs> that's not helping him. Negative yeah, two yards. yeah. I would I would pop a story or two on on Bills Wire. You know, I was following it a bit because you know is he going to hold out? Holdouts aren't going to you know they won't play week two, will they? Uh, speaking of holdouts in the Raiders, ask Chandler Jones that. Yep. Yep. Um, who who just posted a photo on Instagram? I guess tag LeBron James in it. He's like nearly naked eating a bowl of Cheerios. So that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's I I know we you know I I know it's not not the time of the year to talk about you know nearly naked people running around, especially in Orchard Park. No, but, we're, we've uh, been trying to avoid that story actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, Jacobs. He's he 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 is not. He did himself no favors there. I mean, maybe what's he gonna say? What's the case he's gonna make? Is well, at least we don't play the Bills twice a year, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, good God. Uh, but super kudos to the Bills and uh, Dequan Jones is the space eater in the middle. I should mention his name. He's the he's the guy who does the not sexy work in the middle of the defensive line, just taking up bodies and stuff. So kudos to him too. Kudos to everyone, man. There's there's not a lot to nitpick in this one after we had plenty to bitch about in week one. You know, I was bitching about why don't why don't we run in the football more with James Cook? Well, check, got that done. Where's Gabe Davis? Check, got him involved, right? Why why is Josh Allen running around with the football holding it so long? Why can't we make life easier on him? Check. So I got nothing to bitch about, Nick. I'm happy. I'm happy. This this game makes me happy. I guess we should just move on and talk about the Washington Commanders. How's that sound? What's their quarterback's name again? No, I'm just kidding. Something Sam Howell. Howell. Something yeah, Howell, let's yeah. Let's do it. All right, we're doing that coming up next. But first, here's some fantasy advice from thehuddle.com. Corey Benini of thehuddle.com here to bring you strong plays for week number three. Quarterback Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh Steelers at Las Vegas Raiders. This one is somewhat of a shaky recommendation, and Pickett's ceiling maybe isn't as high as some would like, but he has a little bit sturdier of a floor this week than usual. Las Vegas has given up 225 yards and two and a half passing touchdowns per game, and there's a clear need for the Steelers to open up this aerial attack. Even though Pickett will be without Deontay Johnson once again, he still has a dangerous weapon in George Pickens, two capable pass-catching running backs, and a quality tight end to rely on. Be pleased with something in the neighborhood of 250 yards and a pair of scores. But he's probably best utilized in daily fantasy sports. Running back Javante Williams, Denver Broncos at Miami Dolphins. Somewhat surprisingly, Williams has dominated this backfield's carry count 25-9 over Samaje P. Ryan in the early going. The two have produced nearly identical fantasy results, however, and suffice it to say, the returns haven't been great. That should turn the corner this week against a Miami Dolphins defense that has given up running back touchdowns at the fourth highest rate, and only two teams have yielded more running back yards on the ground. This matchup is much easier to exploit rushing-wise, and we like Williams for a season-high performance as a fringe running back two or a strong flex. Wide receiver Kadarius Toney, Kansas City Chiefs versus Chicago Bears. No KC receiver has drawn more targets in each of the first two games than Tony, and he shook off the rust that led to his Week 1 disaster with a 100% catch rate on his five looks in Week 2. He's always a home run threat, and the former New York Giant offers potential for rushing points as a bonus. Chicago has given up wide receiver touchdowns at the fourth highest rate thus far in 2023, and Tony's an interesting gamble out of the flex position. Tight end Cade Otten, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Philadelphia Eagles. Eight touchdownless catches for 60 yards through two weeks doesn't really move the needle in fantasy, but Otten warrants a lineup spot due to this brilliant matchup for those of us who stream the tight end position. The Eagles have permitted the most PPR points, non-PPR points, and receptions to the position through two games. This is the number two matchup for yardage, and only a pair of defenses have surrendered touchdown scores at a higher rate. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. 
All right, we're back. The Bills are favored again, Nick. Uh, not quite as high as last week, uh, but six and a half point favorites on the road against those Washington Commanders. They're somehow two and zero. They've had a couple of eventful wins, I think, uh, but they're two and zero to start the year. Uh, any leadoff thoughts on this team the Bills are facing on the road? What do you think? Do they scare you? Anything on the Washington Commanders side get you worried? You know, they do got a couple pieces. Um, you know, uh, I mean. Credit to him. I know. I know. There's the debate: is it a quarterback stat or not? But Sam Howell is two and zero as a starting quarterback right now. Um, Stunning. You know, you got you got uh, yeah yeah you got uh, you know Scary Terry over there, uh, Terry McLaurin, the receiver. They got some pieces. Uh, that Brian Robinson is uh, seems to be a good running back. Um, so good, in fact, that I left him on my bench in fantasy last week. Sorry to hear. Started, that. Decided to put uh, Josh Jacobs in instead. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> That's not hindsight good. 2020. That one didn't pay off well. Uh, yeah. And for those wondering, I think Robinson, he had like a 28 point game. So I know he had, he had to have a score in like over 100 yards or something on the ground. But Two scores. Anyway, yeah, he, he killed it. And Josh Jacobs did not, as we covered last segment. But um, yeah, uh, uh, you know, they got a couple pieces on offense. But I mean, really, is, is what this game is, is, is most interesting to me is going to be in the trenches. We, we kind of commented a little bit how the Bills played well. Um, but I mean, the Washington has had the best defensive line in the league probably for years now, right? I mean, uh, they have a lot of talent up there. Chase Young at the top of it. And, um, yeah, uh, it, night and day for the Bills' offensive line in week one, for, in week two. Um, I mean, you, you, the Raiders had Max Crosby, and, you know, uh, Spencer Brown got some help facing him. They don't got they don't got anyone else on their defensive line. The Raiders, so uh, not the hardest day in the world for uh, Spencer Brown, since someone could kind of always come over and help. But yeah, there's a lot of players on this Commanders defensive line, uh, it, and it's kind of I don't want to say it's going to be like Week One in this respect, but uh, it's going to be similar kind of. You know, the the Jets have Quinnen Williams in the middle and a couple other pieces coming off. Um, Alongside him, sorry, I'm I'm switched over my head to um to a Washington week, but uh, yeah, Chase Young, of course, was in Montez Sweat was a first round pick, right? Uh, Deron Payne, um, I mean, those are three guys that are their starters, and um, oh god, and, they're, and their other starter is Jonathan Allen. So I just named all four of their starters, and they're just all all pro players. They're nasty. basically, yeah, they're nasty. So they are a nasty defensive line, and the Bills' offensive line is. I'm going to guess we're going to see a lot of 12 personnel again, as usual with the Bills, um, but not so much in the uh, get Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid out there catching passes. I think it's going to be a lot of uh, get some extra blockers out there because, yeah, it's that those are that's a hell of a defensive line. Um, I know the defensive line kind of. The fans maybe will go under the under the radar, right? You know, they're not the sexiest players, but Lord, that is a good, good defensive line. And the Bills offensive line is going to have their hands full. Just ask Russell Wilson because he had Montez Sweat and Chase Young chasing him around on Sunday. And I don't think he had a lot of fun, Nick, uh, doing that. So, um, yeah, no, that that defensive line is ferocious. Uh, and the commanders do have some players, to your point. I, I think you're right. Uh, you, you you look at Washington, you never want to take them seriously, but they are one of those teams that can, you know, come and get you. You know, you're not expecting it. They can beat you if you don't play a good football game. But I think, you know, this new, you know, what did, what did Sean McDermott call it again? Everything in moderation, that everything in moderation approach to offense. I don't like that. I don't think that's the right way to put it. But anyway, Sean McDermott, you're smarter than me. 
we'll go with it. I think that approach on offense will work if they can stick to it. They just kind of have to rework that same game plan, that blueprint against the Raiders. That, that should work against the commanders too. You have to negate and offset that pass rush, right? So get the run game going, yeah. get quicker passes, get the tight ends going, shorter routes to digs and stuff, right? Quick hitters, get the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. I mean, that's the stuff we're going to see, right? That's if, if they could just craft the game plan around negating that, that D line, getting the ball out of Josh Allen's hands between two and three seconds, they should be fine. If Josh is holding the ball, then we could have problems, right? But I think if they just mm-hmm. continue this blueprint that Sean McDermott came up with in the in the dark room with Josh Allen last week, uh, they should be fine here. I think I, th- I think they should pull away from Washington and, and win this one rather easily if they can just execute like they did last week and kind of copy and paste that game plan. Don't you think? Well, I agree that that's much easier said than done, but I think so much of this just comes down to Allen and if he's going to allow it to happen. Yeah. Uh, is he going to take those things? Um, I think that you're right spot on there, Ryan, that uh, they have to simplify this game, get the ball out of his hands quick. You don't want to tell Allen not to try to make plays on his feet, but this is not a, a game I think you want him to really do that. Um, having said that, I might, I in my head, I might take the prop out of his over rushing yards because he's going to be has someone on his tail. I think a lot in this game. Yep. Yep. Um, just by the way that this this Washington defensive line is it's it's a beast and the bills really got a game plan for it um yeah yeah I I think I totally agree get get the get the similar game plan I don't know you know you know I don't think you really ever dust off the same one right but a similar one I think that could work I think that could be the recipe but I think again it's so much up to Josh Allen and if he lets it play out that way yeah I, I just think stop doing the old Ben Roethlisberger thing where you hold the ball hold the ball extend the play extend the play and just you know, drop back, plant that back foot, look, okay, let the ball go. If it's not there, then run, you know, like the plays where he did that against Vegas, like I'm cool with Josh Allen running. I want him running, but I want him to be decisive. And, you know, you plant that back foot and go, Uh, don't, don't like, don't try to extend the play too much against this defensive line. That's all I'm asking. You know what I mean? I think if they can, if they can get that kind of play out of Josh Allen, and I think they will, I think this is a team, this commander's team, they should be able to handle like, the Denver Broncos were up 21 to three last week against this team. I mean, you're not going to come back against the bills. If you can get a lead like that against the commanders, right? I mean, it's Sam Howell. Their offense is kind of a, they're going to want to try to pound you on on the ground a little bit, but they're kind of predictable. Like they want to run it with Brian Robinson. They want to throw it to Antonio Gibson. So they're kind of predictable in a way on offense. They just don't, I, I, I respect them, Nick. I think they're a decent team. I just don't think they're a great team. Washington. They don't really scare me. Vegas got to scare me more than Washington. I don't know why. So I feel pretty good about this one for the Bills. I I think they can cover. The spread's under seven for them. I think that's a pretty good number. The Bills winning by a touchdown or more. I kind of want to pick them there. What do you think? Yeah, I that was one of the first times in a while where I saw a spread and I thought about jumping on it right away. Uh, I think it opened at six and I was like, huh, under under a touchdown huh, yeah, for the Bills. Okay. That's a good number. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was... Uh, I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was a pretty tasty number for the Bills. So, you know what that means? Incoming five-point win for the Bills uh, <laughs> yeah. based on our projections. Of course. Yeah, of course. You know, but the over-under, 44 and a half, uh, that's, that's kind of a low over-under. It's so, you know, ugly defensive game. I think the Commanders, NFC East team, they're going to try to muck it up a little bit. Uh, it could be an ugly game at times, but we'll see. I, I, I like the Bills. I think they figured some stuff out. 
they can keep that rhythm on offense, Nick, they'll be fine. They'll be fine against this commander's team. There's going to be tougher games on the schedule than this one. This is not one I circled before the year and said, oh boy, I'm scared of that one in Washington. You know what I mean? I feel pretty good about yeah. this one. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I'm, I'm, I'm confident about it. I, I don't foresee any issues other than the offensive line, but I think that you can negate that. And if the Bills successfully do that, figure out a way to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's looking like a, uh, I don't want to say easy day down in DC, but let's not jinx it, Nick. But it, it should it should be if you if you want to fully go out there and show, hey, you know that week one team wasn't us. This this is the time you do it. Yep, for sure. So, uh, any other shameless plugs for Bills Wire, Nick? While you guys get ready for this one, any any articles folks should be looking out for on the site? Yeah, definitely all our usual weekly previews, Ryan. Um, and, and again, that angry report, this is going to be the first time I think all season that uh, along with Leonard Floyd, I mentioned, we got Micah Hyde to take a look for as well. Um, so yeah, that'll be by the time this goes out later this week, we'll already have a injury report or two. And then of course, um, you know, all the good predictions and, and fun stuff like that. So it's uh, get on board with us over at Bill's Wire. That's it. Nick and the crew do a great job over there. Make sure you're checking them out. We appreciate you for joining the podcast this week. You, the listener, check us out every week. Subscribe, tell a friend. That's how you can support us, and we appreciate it. So for Nick Woten, I'm Ryan O'Leary. We'll catch you next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.